1: Uh, we're continuing our focus on our theme of renewal, and today we're going to talk about renewing our peace. Boy, and do we need that these days. <laughs> if there's anything that need, uh, needs to occupy our minds and our hearts is that peace that comes from God. The title of the message is, The Prosperity of Peace. And our text is taken from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 13. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, the Apostle Paul writes, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Uh, I cringe uh, sometimes when I hear uh, uh, professional athletes uh, being signed to multi-million dollar contracts. Hundred million dollar contracts. And what's depressing to me is the fact that many of them think that a hundred million dollars is not enough. Now that's not their fault. I'm not saying they're greedy it's just a testimony to our uh, society's emphasis on, on what we put, what value we put on these athletes. We're, we're, we are a consumer-driven uh, uh, society, and the consumers determine how much uh, these athletes get paid. Uh, but $100 million, I mean, I can't wrap my head around that. You know, if you stack... million in $1 bills, it'll be around 360 feet high, about the the height of a three-story building. And some of these guys not only feel that they deserve it, some of them think that it's not enough. Well, how much is enough? In our world, prosperity is always measured in material substance. How much is enough? You know, it's a tough question, even for all of us, especially for all of us here who live in the Silicon Valley. Our culture uh, seems to want to push us to strive for more income, more success, more of everything. You know, even in a bad economy, this area uh, of the United States, uh, prices on everything really never goes down. Have you ever asked yourself that question? How much is enough? Just think for a moment. For you, what will be that target situation? What would be that target income? What would be that target uh, situation or stage in life where you can honestly say, When I get there, I will be content. Let that question sink in for a little bit. Uh, That's one of the issues Paul was trying to address when he wrote to the Christians at Philippi. Philippi was an affluent city, much like, uh, you know, our cities here in the Bay Area. It was a city of privilege. Uh, it was under Roman rule, but it exercises great autonomy. And they don't pay taxes at all. It is a rich, it was a rich city and a very proud city and a, a city that, that was open. To everybody, and I guarantee you, when Paul wrote this, he had Christians in mind. The affluence and, uh, and the prestige of that city has no doubt had some influence on the body of Christ, and we, as Christians were not immune for that in fact most likely the Christians at Philippi probably were fighting the same kinds of battle we're fighting here in, in our own time and in our own area. They were fighting a battle in two fronts. On the one side, they have to fight against the persecution. They have to battle the persecutions that they are receiving from everybody because they were followers of Jesus. And at the same time, they had To battle, uh, you know, battle for their minds. They need to be able to uh, to make make sure that their mindset uh, is focused on eternal things and not be influenced by uh, the things that are going on around them, even the successes of the things that are going on around them. And Paul warned them and reminded them. That a mindset of humility and submission to God is ultimately the only thing that will bring real satisfaction and contentment in their lives. For the Philippians and certainly for all of us today, we must hear this truth. That no matter our situation, no matter our circumstances, it is our Christ-like mindset and attitude of humility and submission To God that will bring peace. Paul says in times of trial, be humble and be submissive to the will of God. Because God will give us more than just relief from our problems when we humble and submit ourselves to him. He's going to give us more than just relief. He's going to give us peace. Again, he said, in times of plenty, also be humble and be submissive to God. And God will give us the peace that we need so we don't have to be pressured uh, to want more and more from this life. The biblical blueprint for true prosperity is having peace. That's basically his main point. If you have peace... You have everything. You are prosperous in your body and in your soul if you have peace. If you have the peace of God, the peace with God, and peace from God. Of course, peace the peace of God is uh, referring to our salvation. The moment we came to faith in Jesus, all hostilities that God has against us ceased. And we are now at peace with God. Now, the peace of God is that kind of peace that He gives us supernaturally. It's the kind of peace that we experience in, in great times of trouble and distress. It's the kind of peace that we need on certain situations when, when, when no, no amount of encouragement... Uh, I can suffice for the things that we're going through. That peace from God, that supernatural peace from God is the only thing that can really uh, bring us out of that situation. And then, of course, the peace from God refers to our daily confidence that God is with us. It's His providential peace. Loved ones, we are called to find peace in Jesus. If you have peace... You're prosperous regardless of your situation. And that's a, that's a good time to say amen. Right. If you have peace, you have everything. Now Paul gives us some insights on what peace accomplishes in our lives. He gives us, through these few verses, some, some, some life-changing insights on what peace really does. In us and through us. There are three things this morning. Three insights this morning. Number one, peace brings satisfaction, but not necessarily solutions. Peace brings satisfaction, but not necessarily solutions. Listen to what Paul says. He says, for I have learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances. He's not saying, you know, I'm content simply because my circumstances are good. He's not saying I'm content because my circumstances are all all fine. I'm also content when things aren't going well. He says, God gives us peace. The peace that we need regardless of our situation. Paul says, I have learned to be satisfied in Him, I have learned to be content whatever my situation is. Not just when I get solutions to my problems, not just when I get relief from my, my, my burdens, not just when I get some hope from my worries, not just when I face uncertainties, but God gives me peace no matter what I'm going through. He gives us peace. Rather than solutions to our problems. Now, I know you don't want to hear that on a Sunday morning. Because every time you come to God. When you ask God for something. You kind of expect that God will simply bail you and I out of our troubles. But I want you to know this morning that God gives us peace. Rather than solutions to our problems. For the sole purpose of teaching us. Contentment. To be satisfied in Him is more important to God than solving our problems. Now, some, some of you, that's a hard truth <laughs> to swallow. You know, it's sad that, that we use the term RIP, uh, uh, rest in peace, to refer to those who are dead. But in reality, rest in peace is for the living. Paul says, God taught me through the various experiences in my life, good or bad, to rest in peace in Him. I have learned the secret of being content. And what is that secret? Peace. The peace that God gives to those who trust Him and rest in Him. Why is that important? Because our faith in God is more important to God than relieving us of our problems. God is more interested in bringing us through our situations, good or bad, than bringing us out of our circumstances. Paul says, I learned how to submit and be humble To obey God's will in any and every situation. When I am in trouble, I am at peace with God. I am satisfied that God has me where he wants me. And when things are going well, I will still humble myself before God. I don't get proud or lazy. And believe me, loved ones, when things are going well in our lives... We fall into this dreaded condition called forgetfulness. It's true. We are fallen people. And every time things are going well in our lives, uh, we forget uh, that God had been good to us. You know, uh, forgetfulness is one of the roots of idolatry in the Bible. If you read the Old Testament, you know, time and time again, uh, the, the people of God would, 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 would walk away and forget all of the miracles, all of the great wonders that God has done for them. And they always fall back to their idolatry. Why? Because they have forgotten God's presence and God's goodness in our life. If I, if, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I am the worst Golden State Warriors fan. I'm the worst bandwagon fan. Fan of all, you know. Uh, The last couple of years, believe me, I have the hat. I have the championship jerseys. And I watch all the games. I mean, you know, they were winning. They were really good. And then came this season. And I've forgotten all of the things. All of the satisfaction. All of the great joy that they brought. To my living room as I watch the game after game after game of them winning. It's human nature. We forget. And you know what? As Christians, sometimes we're like that too. I mean, I hate to admit it, but I'm that way. You know, I have to look at the very depth of my sin because sometimes it does show up. You know, sometimes I forget that the only reason why I'm standing and I'm talking and I'm able to do the things that I'm doing is because God had been good. Good. But we often forget. Here's what Paul says to Timothy. 1 Timothy 6.6 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. What does that mean? Well, to be godly means you don't let your circumstances affect your relationship with God. And again, how many times? Every time things are going well, we forget our obligation to worship God. It's when we get in trouble that we think of God. You know what that's called? That's called cheating. You don't just honor and worship and glorify God when things are going well. You glorify God regardless of the circumstances. If we are not content with God at all times, we gain nothing. No peace. That's why Paul says godliness with contentment is great gain. That's important. But there's a second insight uh, from Paul's words about peace. And that is, peace brings stability, but not security. Peace brings stability to our lives, not necessarily security. Look at verse 12. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I mean, if you, if you read that, Paul was very implicit, if not explicit altogether, in saying that I have been on both sides of life's uh, travels. And as I mentioned before, the Christian life is a, a, is a, is a journey. It's a, it's a road that we travel and That road is a narrow road. The Christian life is a straight and narrow path. And let me just take, some, take a moment to explain that. It's a very narrow path, this, this thing called the Christian life. And we are called to walk straight, the straight and narrow path. All right? On the one side of that narrow path, is poverty and the other side is prosperity. And we are called to walk in the middle of that narrow path. In that narrow path, one side is suffering and the other side is success. We are called to walk the straight and narrow and from time to time we fall on each side. Of that path, uh, Sometimes there's prosperity in our lives and sometimes there's a whole lot of poverty in our lives. There are successes and there are suffering. But we are called to walk the straight and narrow road. And when we fall on the one side of it, whether it's success or suffering, w- whether it's prosperity or poverty... We are to get back on that path and continue walking. We shouldn't let those things affect our walk with Christ. Uh, They canceled the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo for obvious reasons. But I was watching uh, some of the trials, the Olympic trials. You know what fascinates me are these gymnasts, you know? The gymnasts, especially that, 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 that beam, that narrow beam. Uh, that they that they do their routines in, you know, it's a very narrow. Um, I think it's just four inches, you know, um, balance beam, uh, and these and these these gymnasts will do their routine while maintaining their balance, while re- remaining stable, when all they have is like a four-inch piece of wood to play with. And that's kind of like the Christian life. You know, we have to stay on the straight and narrow. We need stability in our lives to be able to do that. If there's no stability in our relationship, you can trace that to the fact that there's no peace in your life. If if your relationship with God is not stable, you can trace that back to the lack of peace with God, from God, and the peace of God. Stability in life does not equal security. We often think that we are uh, secured and we're safe, then we are stable. Uh, Security does not necessarily mean stability. Security does not guarantee that you and I will have a stable faith in God, even. People think, you know, if... People with with financial stability, if if they have financial uh, security, that their lives will be stable. How come many of these people commit suicide when they have all kinds of financial stability? We think if we put alarms, security alarms in our houses, that somehow nobody can break in. Incidentally, uh, Walt Disney, Disneyland is closed. And uh, the authority says, uh, no one can trespass at Disneyland. The whole park is closed. And yet, there are people on posting videos on YouTube <laughs> showing inside the park, those, those famous uh, landmarks inside Disneyland, uh, they're videotaping and it's empty. How did that happen? Security doesn't translate to stability. In fact, uh, I had a preacher... Uh, said to me one time uh, the safest place you could ever be is at the center of the will of God have you ever heard that the safest place you could ever be is at the center of the will of God but that's not true if you think that's true say that to paul listen to the words of paul in second corinthians chapter 11 23 to 29 listen to his words he says are they serving christ are they servants of christ I must be out of my mind to be even talking to you about this. If you think you are a servant of Christ, I am more. I have worked much harder, been imprisoned more frequent, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted. Pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I had been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of of concern for all the churches. You think you're weak? Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. Did you read And, and heard all of that? The safest place you could ever be at the center of the will of God? Not true. Paul is saying, I have been through hell on earth in every area of my life. Whether coming from the outside or in the inside. You know, it's interesting. Paul was saying, you know, I, I've, been, I've been into trouble so many times. And on top of that, I have to worry about my ministry. And on top of that, I have to worry about my own Struggles in the inside. No, loved ones. Paul did not experience security. He experienced stability because he had peace. The peace that comes from God. Tell that to the, up, to the disciples. Tell that to Peter who was crucified upside down. Tell that to Stephen who was executed for his faith. No, loved ones. When we obey the will of God... There is no guarantee that we will be in a safe and secure situation. But I want to tell you this. We will have peace through them. By the power of God's Spirit. The more we humble and submit to God's will, the more peace He gives us. The more at peace we are with God, the more stable our life becomes. A peaceful mind is a mind stable at all times. It allows God to work in our life. And how does He do it? Well, I, I, I need to, to go back to the basics on this. Allow the peace of God to work in us through His Word, number one.
0: You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Lapson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. As a listener-supported ministry, they are grateful for your tax-deductible donations at livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, You will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 1030 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com.